0: Block Talk
1: Radio. You're live on the uh, RF Sports Radio Show. We going to welcome all the listeners and callers. Uh, we're doing our show number four, actually number the fifth show as our kickoff show back on the ninth. Everything's going really good. We want to welcome everybody back to the program. Uh, thank you guys for listening once again. Uh, today we're going to get into a lot of information, a lot of topics. Last Tuesday, we had a great show, a lot of callers calling in, so we expect you guys to call in once again. The call-in number tonight is going to be the same, 323-927-2906, that's 323-927-2906. Uh, definitely want to call and hear your guys' opinions. Uh, you can reach us online at blogtalkradio.com slash rfsports. And of course, I'm you guys' host, RF. Of course, I know my co-host Royce, who will be on in just a minute. Uh, but we want to make sure you guys reach us at the calling number. You can reach us on Twitter, um, and you can follow us at RF Sports Radio on Twitter or email us at radio at gmail.com. Uh, uh, with so many stuff going on today, we're going to get into a lot. We're going to get into a lot of NFL. We're going to pick some games in week three. And I will remind you guys, I went 10-6 and six in week two, so you might want to listen to that part of the show. We're going to get into some fantasy football. Uh, a little NBA talk, some college football talk, um, and a whole bunch of uh, fun stuff, and whatever you guys, whatever you guys got on your mind tonight, is up for grabs. Uh, the question tonight is going to be: We have two questions actually. Uh, before I bring those questions on, let me welcome in our co-host, uh, Royce. Royce, are you there? Hello, Ron, How now you doing? I'm doing good. How you doing tonight?
2: I'm doing just fine. Ready for some football,
1: some sports right.
2: talk. Let's get it yeah, on. Ready.
1: ready for that. Now, uh, with the question tonight, and you let me know what you think about this question. We got two questions tonight. We want to know, number one, uh, what do you think is the hardest position to play in sports? And this could be any sport. It could be uh, catcher in baseball, pitcher in baseball. could be quarterback in the NFL, quarterback in college. It could be uh, point guard in the NBA. So we want you guys to call in and voice your opinions because we want to know what do you feel like is the hardest position to play uh, in sports? And then our number two question is, and, of course, i got to have this question, Royce, as you know, being a Cowboy fan that I am, and that question is fill in the blank. The Cowboys need to do blank to beat the Texans. So I want all my Cowboy fans to call in. If you're a Texas fan, uh, you might want to call in and tell us why we're not going to beat y'all. Uh, but we definitely want to hear from y'all, and the questions are going to be, of course, the first question: What is the hardest position to play in sports? The number two question today is: What do the Cowboys need to do to beat the Texans um, in Week Three? Now, Royce, what do you think? What do you think is the hardest position to play in uh, sports?
2: Well, right now, I got two positions on that. Number one would be pitching, because you care and the rest of the team. Uh, you can win or lose by pitching, and I'm gonna say uh, the quarterback position. Same same thing. You can win or lose quarterback. So I, I'll say those two probably are the the hardest positions to play. What about you?
1: Well, I'm gonna have to say quarterback, of course. I mean, quarterback is the face of a franchise, the face of a team, and as you and I have talked about it several times, the team kind of goes as the quarterback goes. A good quarterback right. could take you a lot longer than uh, than any other position on the field, uh, a running back, wide receiver, whoever. Uh, but the quarterback really makes the team uh, go and has that build, that morale, and to be the leader of the team. So I think quarterback in the NFL is the hardest position uh, to play. Uh, baseball, I don't necessarily think it's a pitcher. I really think it's a catcher. Because if you think about it, the catcher has to uh, call the pitchers to the pitcher. He has to watch the entire infield, make sure no one's stealing. Uh, make sure everyone's in position and kind of be the quarterback out there uh, for the pitch. I know the pitcher's got to throw the ball and do his thing, but the catcher's got to be the person that actually um, uh, calls the pitches and everything of that nature, too. So that's why I think that definitely uh, the catcher's got one of the hardest jobs out there. So you didn't think about the catcher, did you? Yeah. Well, you know, you you can say the first baseman.
2: Uh, but I, I, to me, it's pitching because you can't win a championship without good pitching. You know, uh, usually in a playoff game, the batting goes down, but uh, pitching goes up. You know, a lot of games are won by pitching. So, uh, you know, you could be right. It's a matter of opinion. You know, some okay. people might use different, but to me, I, I think pitching is, you know, that's what made the Yankees so great all these years with great pitching. You know, and then this year we had so many no-hitters. You know, we had a record number of no-hitters this year. So, uh, you know, it's just a personal opinion. It's just whoever, you know, you think is right.
1: It's a personal opinion. Hey, you're right. It is, it is a personal opinion, so we'll make sure we can include everyone and get you guys' opinions. Again, the calling number is 323-927-2906. That's 323-927-2906. You can reach us online, blogtalkradio.com slash rfsports, email rfsportsradio at gmail.com, and follow us on Twitter at um, rfsportsradio. Uh, now let's, let's talk a little bit about the NFL a little bit since we, that's the biggest topic. That is the biggest sport uh, worldwide, um, in my opinion, although I know soccer is pretty big too. Uh, there are some teams this week that are going with new life in the quarterback position, it's week three. A lot of these guys are already pulling the trigger, getting these guys out, pulling in new quarterbacks. Now, usually, and I'm going to ask you your opinion on this too, Royce, when a team switches their quarterback, it's either a sign of desperation, it's either a sign of panic, or it could be that spark that they're trying to generate a team to kind of turn the team around. Um, I can remember back in my playing days now, to me I played semi-pro football. Well, well, let me clarify that first. I played high school football in Texas, and high school football in Texas to me is semi-pro. because (laughs) The way we play high school football in Texas is a lot different than some of the other states across the country. But I know there's a strong contention in California, Florida as well, so I won't take away from anyone else. But I can remember being on that team, and and the team that we had, we always had our favorite quarterback. He may not have been the starting guy, but he was everybody's friend. He was the guy that we played with in Little League that we felt like should have been a starter, but maybe he couldn't get his grades right. Uh, maybe he didn't work as hard as this other guy. So we had our favorite that we wanted in the quarterback position. And we always told the coach, put him in, put him in, put him in. And I remember when we made a quarterback change, the whole morale of the team was totally different. Uh, so a lot of times a quarterback change is something based on the players. It can be something that the coach sees or really brought on by the fans with the way the media and stuff is now with social networking, uh, people leaving comments on blogs. And don't get it twisted. These coaches read that information. These owners read that information. They do listen to SportsCenter. They do uh, listen to talk radio. So they hear the contingent out there that says, hey, we want this guy, we want that guy. So we don't know if it's the owner's decision to try to put more butts in the seats. We don't know if it's the coach's decision based on what he saw in practice and what he feel like is going to work. We don't know if it's a fan's um, decision, or a player's decision, I should say, uh, as far as who they want to lead that team. Uh, a couple of the teams that are going with uh, new quarterbacks this week, Jason Campbell, I thought you get a good start out there in Oakland. It's like your chances <laughs> it has been over kind of early. Right. They're going to start Grykowski, um, in Oakland. I mean, I don't know what to make of this Jason Campbell kid. I know he came out and highly touted. He had his time in, in the Redskins offense, but... What quarterback has succeeded in Oakland, I mean, ever since um, uh, ever since they had that magical year and got deep into the playoffs and with John Gruden at the hand? But what quarterback has ever succeeded in Oakland? you think they're pulling the gun too fast on this Jason Campbell deal?
2: Well, you know, Rodney, that's a good question you brought up and good topic you brought up tonight because this is the first time I can remember in a long time that this era in the season where everybody's switching quarterbacks. What I think has happened now, these defenses have gotten so complicated, and these schemes and these stunts have got so complicated that it's you know these quarterbacks can't grasp it you know hard enough, and these owners are getting desperate to beat these new defenses. So a quarterback can come out and have a really bad showing. It's not really a trick to him. It's not a defense plays nowadays. And I, I I can't remember a time in the NFL where. It's, quarterback change that came this early in the season. I think it started with Matt Liner in Arizona. You know, I was surprised to see them let him go. But I also think that uh, I think it's because of the defenses nowadays, the reason why these quarterbacks are not having such success. You can look at Brett Farr, he's one of, the, you know, he even struggled, you know. And a lot of them struggle and a lot of them do. And these pocket quarterbacks have become a thing of the past. If you look at college sports, and even back was in high school, these quarterbacks are part quarterbacks slash running backs, you know. And, and these defenses have gotten so now that you have to be mobile, you know, the days of pocket quarterbacks I think are over with. So, I, I you know, it, it's awfully early to be changing quarterbacks, but I think, you know, it looks like everybody wants to get a leg up, everybody's desperate to win. You know, I guess you could try to jump out and win so many games while you can before the end of the season because either you win at the beginning of the season or win at the end of the season. And I think it's how you finish, you know, nowadays. But everybody's trying to get a leg up, you know, today. I think it's uh, – I've never seen this before. This is kind of strange to me, you know. Yeah, but it, I, it,
1: agree it, you I agree with you 100%. It is only week three, and a lot of these teams are just panicking. Uh, most of these teams are 0-2 right now, and they're just really trying to get a leg up. Another quarterback is going to be getting to start week three is uh, Jimmy Claussen, Uh the quarterback from Notre Dame. Uh, he's going to be starting in uh, Carolina. And I think this is really a desperation move, too. I think Matt Moore showed everyone a lot at the end of the season uh, last year. And I know Moore's kind of banged up and having some difficulty and everything, but I, I like Jimmy Clausen too, so I can't say I'm biased one way or the other. 'Cause I like Clausen. I thought it was a good quarterback in Notre Dame. I thought they had a great offense. Um, he's had experience on the Twilight Weiss, uh, a proven NFL offensive guy, so he knows how to run a pro offense. I think they played a huge factor in him getting a start, um, at Carolina. But I think that they inevitably they want Jimmy Clausen to be that guy, so hey, why not start him now? Is where I look at that.
2: We know if you look at the last three years in the draft uh, most of the top 10 picks have been quarterbacks, you know. And uh, that, that says a lot, too. It's time for these guys that have been there a year or two uh, because the, the greater quarterbacks you have now are getting older. Look at Brett Park. You know, a lot of these guys are in their 30s, you know, and everybody's looking for that redemption, especially the teams that aren't winning now, are looking for that savior to come in and be the guy he was in college. So I think it's, you know, they after a lot of quarterbacks, you know, in the top ten the last three years, and it's, it's time for these guys to come in and produce. A lot of them have watched for a year, and then this year, a lot of them are starting, which goes to show you the desperation that's going on in the NFL right now. You know what I mean? They want the same magic that they showed, that they had in college. You know, I think that's what they're looking for. Do you do you have it? You know, can you bring the sport the team needs? So you know, it's it's uh, it's different nowadays. I but I, what do you think about the defenses? You know, when I stated about the defense, do you think that had has anything to do with it?
1: I think I think the defenses are being schemed really, really well if you notice, if you if you watching the games on Sunday or Monday, um, you'll notice how a lot of these defensive players are stand up the whole time while the the, the uh quarterback's calling the cadence. They don't even get a right. hand on the ground, right. they move around, right. they want to give too much away before the snap counts. So with these decent defenses <laughs> on a team like that, I think it's even yeah. harder for a guy like a Jimmy Clausen or uh, some of these younger quarterbacks to grasp it right away. But, but when you invest so much money in a guy coming out of college, it's kind of like a, a show-and-prove type of deal. The way the pay scale is worked out, these guys get all this ton of money uh, before they're proving anything in the NFL. And if you don't believe me, I mean, look at the case with uh Jamarcus Russell. This guy's not even in the league. Oh, yeah. Now. Oh, yeah.
2: And he made yeah. a ton of money yeah. coming out of Liner, too. He's gone, too.
1: Yeah. Exactly. man Liner, too. And uh, so these guys have got uh, a – and I think the, the days of – and this win now mentality in the NFL, you can't have a right. draft of guy in the first round and expect him to be there four years or five years like they right. developed Aaron Rodgers behind a guy like Brett Favre. It's just not right. gonna happen like that no more. It's a win now right. mentality, and we need a win. Period. I think that's why the, a lot of the reasons for the quarterback changes and stuff are coming up. And these defenses are not like they're not running uh, four threes, uh, even regular three fours. You got these hybrid linebackers that are built like they're built like freaks of nature. They're six seven, six six. They can run a, a, a right. below five on the forty four threes, right. four fours, four fives. With a defense like this, you got to have a mobile quarterback right. like the point you brought up earlier, uh, and these right. pocket passers. I mean, without an offensive line, there is no pocket passer. Right, uh, right. So I understand exactly what you're saying. Another guy getting the start is going to be Charlie Batch, and that's due more to the injury to Dennis Dixon. Uh, but Batch is a proven start. I don't think that miss would be with that. In Pittsburgh right now, the defense is winning all their games anyway. And uh, Fitzpatrick is going to start for Edwards. After the poor showing that they was had last Sunday, it could be anybody starting back there for the Bills. They got a lot more right. holes in that team than than just um quarterback. just right. what they got a quarterback, yeah, exactly right. Now let me ask you this. What do you think played the uh, biggest role and what do you think does play the biggest role? Is it, is it the fans that demand, hey, we need to change? We're we not going to the games unless we get some kind of hope, some kind of life, or is it the coaches? Who do you think really has the most pull in the decision? Is it the fans, the coaches, or the owner?
2: I, I think it's a little bit of both. Like you say, we talked uh, a couple of weeks ago about attendance being down, you know, and uh, a lot of these big-time quarterbacks that came out of college that were drafted, you know, they want to put them in the position now to bring the fans in, you know what I mean? So I think it's a little bit of both. A lot of owners want to get a leg up on everybody. Everybody wants to beat Jerry Jones. And I think everybody wants to play the Super Bowl in Jerry's house. So I think it's a little bit of both. You know, I, I really do. But I think it's more so the fans because, you know, you don't win, you don't get attendance. You know, you win, everybody wants to go to the game. So I think it's a little bit of both.
1: Yeah, well, I agree with you on that. And we uh, know that Jake DeLum is probably still dealing with the uh, high ankle sprains. He's questionable uh, to start in Cleveland, so we'll see what happens there. I'd like to see um, uh, I'd like to see the rookie get a start in Cleveland, though, Colt McCoy, but it seems like they won't even put this guy in the game. So I don't yeah. know what's going to be yeah, before the season's
2: over, I guarantee you. You'll yeah, I I will be starting.
1: So. Yeah, I would hope so. Well, and, let me ask you
2: uh, a question, of... Rodney. Go ahead, Ross. Okay, what about your Dallas situation? You think it's time for a change, quarterback?
1: Oh man! And that you know what? Now you bring bringing up. I, <laughs> let me let me just say this real quick. Let me tell you every our listeners a quick story. Okay.
2: Right, right. I was
1: sitting down today. Okay, I, I get a text message from a good friend of mine. Okay, he says, "Hey, the co- the Cowboys are thinking about making a change in head coach right now." And if I don't tell you, I, I feel like I had just woke up on Christmas Day and I was a five-year-old, I felt like right. uh, I was a kid in the candy store. because I. I right. and, and here's the thing. He told me that uh, they had already contacted Bill Cowell and made some kind of arrangement. Uh, they were going to do something as quick as Monday. Now, now, just in case, Jerry, you're listening or you find our show on any kind of podcast directory or you find our show online, if Bill Cowell tells you he will coach this team I don't care if Tomorrow. it's an hour before kickoff on Sunday, okay?
2: Right. Fire away,
1: <laughs> Phillips, if Bill Cowell tells you he wants to coach this team. And not just Bill yeah, Cow, he... but if Tony if Tony Dungy tells you he wants to coach this team.
0: Right. If John right. Gruden
1: tells you he wants to coach this team, okay? Right. Let the man go. I don't care if it's halftime and we're up by 30 points. Let this guy go. So, I, so when you bring that up, I had to tell that story because I, I honestly thought we were going to have a – a killer show today and announcing new, a new, right. new uh, coach. Announcing new coach. Yeah, I well, know. let
2: me ask you something right now. I saw, I, I saw this rookie y'all had played in preseason. I can't think of his name. He uh, uh, looked
1: Steven
2: pretty McGee. good. Stephen McGee. Yeah. Name. yeah. McGee, he looked mobile. He, looks, he got a pretty strong arm. And I, if I'm not mistaken, I think he scored a couple of touchdowns, which y'all are not able to do uh, during preseason. So do you think uh, it's time
1: for a quarterback change in Dallas, or you think that's in I, you the know near what, future? I, I, or think, you? I think he's a future. I mean, I, I like the fact that they did draft a quarterback a couple years ago in the draft. Although I think they still need to draft somebody else, that could really be some competition for Romo because Kidna is not in the competition to Romo. Right. Romo right. needs a fire lit up on them. They need to have some kind of uh, – some guy that's waiting in the wings, some guy that the fans can get behind and say, hey, put this guy in. Because I think a quarterback should be able to play well under pressure. And I think there's no pressure in your position. It's hard for you to perform day in and day out. Uh, but that's not just – so I don't think they need to change right now. Need Stephen McGee needs to grow. He could be just like Tony Romo was and sit in the wings for four years and, and finally get a chance to have his start and uh, show us something. Because if you remember, when Romo came in, uh, we didn't. We, he, Romo was a third-string guy too. Right. Uh, right. The, we just saw him in preseason and figure, hey, if he, he can do it. If if the uh, right. if uh Blesso couldn't do it, we figure Romo could do it. we didn't know until he got his chance and got in there. So I think he just needed to kinda of stay in the wings, learn the offense more, uh kinda of watch some of the defense and he never know he might get his chance pretty quick, so we'll see what happens. But for right now, just get rid of the coach. That's all I want you to do, Jerry. Just right. get rid of the coach. <laughs> and uh, a lot of fire from these guys we can get some stuff going. But I, I really thought we were going to have a killer show today with that when that text came across.
2: But, you know, if you notice, there's a lot of these backup quarterbacks were starting quarterbacks on other teams. I, I think there's a lot of them this year, you know, that are playing the backup roles that they used to have. That You know, they used to be the starting quarterback. So I don't know if they said not a lot of quarterbacks quarterbacks out there. Uh, these guys, times are up. Uh, it's time for a new generation. But uh, I can remember back in the 70s and 80s, you know, there were so many star quarterbacks in that day. You know, Steve Young, uh, Starback, you had Warren Moon, you had Kirk Warner, you know what I mean? You had uh, uh, the guy in Houston, what was his name, uh, McNair. You know, you had a lot of quarterbacks. Had a lot of time. I, You know, I see... A few start quarterbacks, but they, even the Matt Ryan and the guys in their sophomore year aren't winning like they did as freshman quarterbacks. You know, yeah. so yeah. there's a lot of there's pressure. No over, you have a lot, of, right? Right? You have a lot of second-year sophomore quarterbacks now that are not having that success that they had as freshman quarterbacks are, are just well, Except except,
1: yeah. except for your guy, uh, Mr. Sanchez, who you, you think last Tuesday. Became a, man. became a man last week. <laughs> if you think he became a man in that game. So right. yeah, I definitely understand what you're saying. Uh and don't don't forget guys you can reach us here and uh the, the caller number again is three two three nine two seven two nine oh six. Um you'll, you this is the RF Sports Radio show. I'm your host, RF that's the co host Royce. And you can of course follow us on Twitter at RF Sports Radio or email us at RF Sports Radio at Gmail dot uh, com. So, we got a lot more stuff to cover. Of course, as you know, Royce, uh, let's jump. Let's jump ships a little bit here and get a little bit of college football Cause the season has been pretty good in the college football world. A lot of debate, and of course, we will get in more debate about that as the BCS uh, comes to a uh, head when we get the BCS <coughs> championship and everything towards the end of the season, the bowl season. But we'll go through a couple of quick uh, matchups real quick. And I think the headline game, I know for me, is going to be Saturday when the number one team in the nation, Alabama, uh, goes head-to-head with Arkansas. And I really want to see this game, because I honestly don't think Alabama is going to go through the season without a loss. It is too hard to play in the SEC and not have a loss on your schedule. I mean, they're going to play up against some good teams, and they're going to get everyone's best shot. Anytime you're number one, you get the best shot from the number 100 guy. Yeah, you're going to be a target. You're going to be a target. Uh, Ryan Mallett looks real good for Arkansas. I think they could really pull this game off. Uh, But we're going to see Mark Ingram is back. We talked about how well he did uh, when he came back on Saturday. And they're actually, um, I think they're going to be kicking off. I know the game comes on CBS. And I want to say they're going to be kicking off at 3.30 Eastern time. And they're actually at Arkansas. So this is a perfect opportunity for Arkansas to go ahead and give Alabama first loss. The number two team, Ohio State, is going up against Eastern Michigan. That should be a cakewalk. Uh, you got the uh, Austin Peay going up against number eleven Wisconsin. Wisconsin should win that game. Uh, number four TCU going up against SMU, uh, which is a battle between Dallas and Fort Worth if you really think about it. But I think uh, I don't think I give SMU a chance. What about you, Ross?
2: Well, no, I don't. I think they get some kind of skillet award or some kind of award between the two, two right. teams. Uh, I think SMU has won once out of ten times, and that was so long ago I don't even remember the year. But uh, they had, you know, the program has always struggled, so it's going. To, you know, I don't even see them close against TCU. I don't see it at all. But you know what? Right now, I've gotten to the point. I've gotten to the point where I look forward to Saturday college game than I do Sunday when an NFL game. There's a lot more excitement on Saturday than it is on Sunday. Well, you know, a, what...
1: it's the whole atmosphere. It's the whole knowing that they're playing the playoffs during the regular season because these teams, right, one loss, right. uh, can knock them out of contention they're for the National up. Championships. Yes, right, right. So that drama game. really plays a huge factor on Saturday. And for those of you guys in the Dallas Forward that do listen, uh to us that game is actually uh tomorrow night in Dallas. All right. Uh youth, so that's a good game to go to definitely. Especially after you go to high school football uh Friday. Maybe you want to check out some college football Friday night, so definitely check that, check that out. I think their ticket's actually still available. Uh you got number nineteen Miami playing Pittsburgh right now. And right now, uh Miami's walking all over Pittsburgh. It's seventeen to three, thirteen minutes left in the fourth quarter. Uh Miami's still looking really good. Uh, The young quarterback's looking good as well. Uh, You got number 18, Iowa, going against Ball State. They could go either way. It's got to be a sleeper team, not one of these ranked teams off. The number 21 team, Michigan, with Denon Robertson, and we talked about him since the start of the show, he's leading the league in rushing as a quarterback. And uh, They're going up against Bowling Green. Uh, You got the number 25 team, Michigan State, facing northern Colorado. Uh, We also have um, the number 17, Texas, Playing UCLA and UCLA is actually coming to Austin for that game. Uh, That should be a good game.
2: Uh, Number 16,
1: um, yeah, that's gonna be a good one. Number 16, Stanford at Notre Dame. This Notre Dame team has got to get a win somewhere. Although this Stanford Uh, quarterback, they're talking about him in the Heisman contention now. So we're gonna see what happens. They've lost too many close games. They got to win at least one, and they get a ranked team on their home field. So this could be that game that they really break out. Uh, You got number 23, Penn State taking on a Temple team. They're in Penn State. Uh, that should be a cakewalk for Penn State. Uh, number six, Nebraska on taking on South Dakota State. Uh, number nine, Florida is going up against Kentucky. Number 17, Auburn against number 12, South Carolina. Now, this is a good SEC rivalry game uh, to kick oh, off the SEC schedule. Yeah, that's going to be a really good game there. And then, of course, Boise State, and we talked about this a little bit. On Tuesday, the number three team, Boise State, going against number 24, Oregon State. And this is the last ranked team that they'll play on that schedule. And that's why everyone's putting up so much big debate, because if they win this game, they got a basic cakewalk uh, for the rest of the season. It could land them in the championship game. And I think I told you on Tuesday that Oregon State actually painted their field blue uh, for the players to practice on and get anticipation on campus for the game. Right. So that's going to be a good one. They want kicks off at uh at 7 o'clock on uh, ABC. So that'll be the premiere game that night. You got number 13, Utah. Don't try to
2: adjust your color. It's yeah. just the field, Ronnie.
1: Right? It's just the field. Exactly. <laughs> they got the yeah, don't try to adjust teams. your
2: color on your TV. <laughs> it's a blue field.
1: So. <laughs> yeah. Remember that.
2: Yeah.
1: Right. And then you got the number 15, LSU Tigers. They're at home against the number 22, West Virginia. Uh, That game is actually going to be on both ESPN2 and ESPN3, and uh, if you guys haven't checked out ESPN3.com, it is great. I mean, you can watch all these games that you might not see on the uh, regular TV, on the uh, big game cast, and you can watch every college game, seems like, on ESPN3, and it's going to be a full-packed house on Saturday. So we'll definitely have a review of some of those games come up uh, Tuesday, so we definitely want to look out for that. Uh, now, quickly, we're going to touch on a few other things. Number one, this baseball race is heating up. Uh, the Yankees have, uh, I believe, a two-game lead over the Tampa Bay Rays. the go Rangers, Rangers. Yeah, go Rangers. The Rangers seem like we're the only team around here that's winning, so why wouldn't talk about them? Uh, but the Rangers' mag- magic number now is four. They start a big, big, big series with the Oakland A's, the team in second place. Uh, they start that off tonight. It's going to kick off here in just a second. And now, now, Roy, let me ask you this: You've been a fan longer than me. You've been around. You've you've seen the Rangers when they first started and and when they were first getting getting off the ground. I'm kind of late coming to the party on the Rangers. Now, if they get swept by these Oakland Hays, we could be talking about something totally different on Tuesday. And now right. I, I know stranger things that happen. Do you think they can win at least two games against the A's? Go ahead and clinch this thing, and we can get ready for playoff, bas- playoff baseball. I think I
2: think they're gonna slip. I think they're all gonna, gonna win the division. It's been eleven long years, Rodney, and I think uh, everybody in Dallas is not ready to jump the gun because <laughs> we've been there before, or even you know as close as we've been. But I, I really. Do you believe that they're gonna win
1: the division? Yeah, I would hope so. I think it's I think it's inevitable. I just hope they at least win two games. But anything can happen. Uh this team has been known to implode. Uh I mean it's this is this and we at Dallas fans have come to expect it. We watch all our teams look good and just fizzle out at the end from the Cowboys oh. to the Mavericks, uh, There's to the stars. A so, so we're used to it in Dallas, that's for sure. But, you know, at least in the night let's
2: hope uh, he make a statement and go on bring this thing on home. You know, I know he's you know he's not gonna be here next year, but why not get a ring while you're here?
1: Yeah, I agree with you on that. He, and for those of you who don't know he made some questionable comments about him not want to be here. It's too hot here. Um and as there's been speculation to talk and a joke around uh the media is that they've already got a jersey printed for this guy in New York. Uh, to be a Na- Yankee next year and I think he wants to be a Na- Yankee next year. Uh but he is here. Why not win a ring while you're here? And I mean Texas deserves a ring. I mean come on now. The Rangers oh, deserve yeah. a ring. Oh yeah. I think I think yeah, they
2: deserve that, we 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 never we don't even have a World Series anything.
1: <laughs>
2: you know, oh, in Texas. That would that that would really change the dynamic in Dallas, you know, because, like I say, you do have uh, lawyer Ranger fans that go win or lose, you know, every year, and we do fight this Texas Heat, which is probably the worst in Major League Baseball, but uh, I tell you what, they will be the Cinderella's of the city, with the Cowboys going down, the Mavericks not making any changes, and uh, mediocre, but... Dallas, uh, it, it really would change the dynamic of the city to have a champion back again. We so we got so spoiled with the Cowboys, you know, winning Super Bowls and having titles. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's time for the Mavericks and the Rangers to step it up, too, you know.
1: Right, right. I'm ready for that. And speaking of the Rangers, I don't know if you guys caught this, but there's an interesting piece on uh, Real Sports uh, with Brian Gumble. He talked a lot about Josh Hamilton, as we know Josh is uh, coming back. just had fractured ribs, um, so it wasn't uh, broken like they really thought. So he will be able to come back and uh, help this team out now and in the playoffs. And I, if those of you guys that don't know the uh, Josh Hamilton story, of course we know it here in town. But he's come a long, long, long way. He started back in 2006 after being off uh, four years from uh, Major League Baseball. Um, and he violated substance abuse policy. He's uh, had countless run-ins with uh, battling the drug addiction, and this guy turned his life around. And he, I remember he set the world on fire in 2008 by right, breaking right. the record in the um, in the home run derby, uh, getting right. big votes for the MVP, and really made a name for himself. And um, and back in 2009, in the spring, in the summer of 2009, before the season, we had pictures that actually surfaced of him drinking at the bar with his shirt off uh, with a bunch of people at the <laughs> bar. So, uh, you know, and and this guy's been battling with this every, 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 every day. And the reason we're bringing it up because he's actually looking for an extension now. Um, and I was looking at some of the numbers, and I didn't realize this, but this guy only plays 116 games roughly um, a season. Uh he wants oh, okay. big money. I mean, you got guys like Pujols, Miguel Cabrera, they're doing over 150 games a year, and due to the fact that he's hurt so much, uh, he doesn't play a full schedule a lot of the time. And I, what I thought was even kind of was kind of uh, shocking was Evan Grant wrote a piece in the Dallas Morning News that even said that some of his drug abuse over the years has contributed to him uh, getting, being so prone to injury. And I thought that was fascinating, right. and not only does uh, Josh think about that, but even the coaches staff and the trainers on the Rangers, uh, they do they they know the same thing. So I thought that was really shocking for me. And 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 Ross, you may not even notice, this, but this guy does not even keep uh, cash on him. He doesn't keep credit cards on him, and his wife has to follow him from home to the ballpark every day. Every you day. know, Rodney. If
2: that's what it takes to keep him sober. Well, let let him keep doing what she's doing. But you know one thing about Josh Hamilton, he is a fan favorite. He's one of the top fan favorites. So, uh I think the fans would be upset. You know what I mean? He's a likable person. He has contributed to the to that like success, you know. So, uh in a sense he had kinda earned his contract, but he has gotta get this drug addiction under control, you know. So I you know, kudos to his wife because uh he can e- very easily make one turn, and it, that'll change his life forever. You know, one wrong turn or stop at the wrong place, or uh, right. even having money in his pocket is a trigger. You know, so anything
1: keeping,
2: you know, from uh, picking those triggers, you know, I I, I right. think
1: that, that's a good idea. So,
2: but he yeah, is one and, of
1: the and, and, and I agree with you. I agree with you hundred percent, right there. I like Josh. I think everyone deserves a chance of redemption. I agree with you 100%. And whatever works works. And I'm glad that he has someone in his corner that's going to be there and be supportive of him, and uh, and even go through the process of, of working with him and keeping him on track. But 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 can we commit big big A Rod Albert Pujols uh, type dollars to a guy that is living so day to day like this? I mean, do you think that's a? Uh, and we know how the Rangers do. They Rangers will break the bank on, on whoever they want to keep here, uh, right. i.e. Alex Rodriguez, i.e. Uh, Chanho Park. So uh, so do you think it's really worth to break the bank on a guy like Josh Hamlin when he's really on the edge and walking that fine line day to day?
2: Well, I think at the end of the season, make it a condition that he goes to drug rehab. And also uh, if your coach, which was also a cop of cocaine, or using cocaine? He could turn his life around. I think Josh could turn his life around too.
1: Yeah, I agree with you on that. And right. he even said in the Real Sports um, story that that whole mix-up at the um, at the bar in 2009, he actually uh, got away from his. Um, you know, he he always used praying and reading his Bible to keep his mind off of drugs. Yeah. He started believing into the baseball hype from 2008 and got away from it. He ended up in a bar. He said that when he got to the bar, there was no one there but him. And next thing you know, the bartender makes a phone call, and two girls and two guys show up and start buying him drinks. Uh, they were the only people there. And so he actually uh, felt like he was set up by the bartender, which I thought uh, was kind fell of like a too. Yeah, just fell out the yeah. wagon. He said he doesn't even remember uh, taking the pictures at all. Uh, I mean, uh, this guy's pretty hardcore. I mean, that's, and he's battling an addiction. And I wish him all the best of luck. I like Josh Hamilton. I like the Rangers. I just really wish he got a better handle on this. And I don't know how you can commit this kind of money to this guy. Now, he does have another year left on his contract. He wants an extension. And I think we should keep him here. I just think that we should put some kind of conditions in this contract. Oh, yeah. Yeah, conditions that,
2: that he goes into treatment in the off season. That would be the condition of the new contract.
1: Yeah, I agree yeah, with so that. I, I thought that
2: was really right. interesting story. Really interesting right. story. You know, baseball you gotta, has been baseball has been uh, given a bad label, you know, because of the drug use. Anyway, so uh, I I like to see it resolve. You know what I mean? It's it's a it's a sticky situation. I like to see it them clean itself up. You know what I mean? Monitor itself a little bit better. And I think they could eventually, you know, just like the NFL, random drug testing and the work, you know. Uh like the NFL is doing a better job than the Major League Baseball, you know, yeah. as far as cracking yeah. down on drug use. So yeah. maybe they need to adopt that program. You know what I mean? You won't see a lot of this in baseball.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. But you guys definitely get a chance to check out that real sports piece. It's really, really intriguing. Or go on com. And read uh, Evan Grant's article about it as well, but it's really, really a good read and uh, a good story, good a good redemption story for Josh, and uh, something that you know I applaud him 100 percent, you know, for the turnaround, and the changes he's done, because uh, now he's got the opportunity to really do a lot more for those that are struggling that may not have the money or the support there uh, to really help him. So I hope he realizes that, and we keep him around as a ranger. Uh, especially Ranger with a World Series ring, that'd be the best thing ever. So we'll we'll definitely see what happens on that end. Uh, we got a lot more. And I know we got some Ranger show. fans out there. I know oh, we yeah, got some do. Ranger fans out there. We want to get we in do. on
2: that?
1: We do. Yeah. And you guys can uh, give us a call again. The calling number three two three nine two seven two nine zero six. You can reach us at Twitter RF Sports Radio, or email us at rf sports radio at gmail dot com. We still got a lot of stuff coming up on the schedule from the NFL. You guys can call in and weigh in on that. We do got a special guest coming on here in about uh, about 10 minutes or less. That's going to be going through some of the NFL uh, picks and stuff with us. Another Cowboy fan, so I don't know how you're going to feel about that, Roy. So we'll see, we'll see how that goes. Uh, but we got a uh, lot of stuff planned on the show. This And we're going to get into some fantasy talk, too, because I'm going to let the listeners kind of help me put my fantasy team together. because I need some help. I got beat by 40 points last Sunday, and I still scored 115 points. So I need to do something. I'm going against a a guy that had not lost yet, so we need to figure something out in this fantasy team. Uh, A couple of uh, other late-breaking notes in the uh, world of sports, Uh, and we didn't talk about this on Tuesday, but we didn't get a chance to get to it Tuesday with such a packed show. But um, for those that don't know, Reggie Bush is going to be out six weeks with a broken fibula, And I don't Uh, know what that's going to do to that uh, that Saints offense, although they got so many weapons. Uh, But what do you think about that? You think the Saints are going to be able to keep rolling after that close?
2: Yeah, I I think Forty Niners. I think Sean Payton's going to come up with a scheme. Like I said, they do have a lot more weapons. Reggie Bush is part of their weapons crew. Uh, Somebody's going to step up. I think they'd be all right. I I really do. They they're going to miss the running game, you know, and uh him coming out of the backfield. But I think uh are gonna come up with a good scheme for to to kinda kinda of, kind of that. So we yeah. we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. And yeah. you always you, you do have due breeze back there. So as mm-hmm. long as you have do du breeze you got a chance.
1: Uh real quick just to touch on a couple of uh, other things that are going on. We talked about the Michael Vick thing, him starting uh for the um uh for the Eagles this week. And actually, we talked about how Monday, Kevin Cobb was a starter. And come Tuesday, when we went live on the air, Mike Vick was a starter. And since then, this is in the last uh, day, they've actually been getting offers from other teams uh, to get Kevin Cobb on a trade, or however. I mean, I don't know. And Andy Reid was actually quoted saying uh, earlier today that he he feels like he has two quarterbacks on his team that could take the Eagles to right. the Super Bowl. I mean, right. that's, that's a, that, but that's coach talk. I mean, what else is a coach supposed to yeah. say after he tells the, the head, the starter, that, hey, you're not starting no more? <laughs> We're putting in Michael Vick. I mean, what All do you right. think about this whole situation? you think they're that, that doing the right thing, or should they keep, put Cobb back in there?
2: Well, they'd probably be better off keeping Cobb, because if Vick goes down, then what do you do? Who's who buying Cobb? I mean, who's the third-string quarterback? So, right. uh, you never know. You know, uh, but you got to make a decision that's back and forth, you know. Yeah, it doesn't work for the team chemistry. It doesn't work for the quarterback, you know, controversy. So you, you got to make a choice. And sometimes, uh, you know, Cobb had his shot, you know. And I know he waited behind McNabb all these years to get his shot. But uh, that, that's that's football, you know. That's, that's the way it works. That's football life. Yeah, you know, yeah, you're exactly right. Now right there's somebody waiting in the wing to take your spot, younger and older. So that, that's And, Royce, I didn't
1: know if you knew this, but uh, you bring up an interesting point about keeping Cobb on the side because Vic could easily get hurt. Now, I mean, right. I don't know if you knew this, but since 2005, Vic is actually Gee. number two quarterback with the most sacks after David Carr. Right, uh, right. This guy gets sacked a like, lot. He got sacked six times against the Detroit Lions on Sunday. Uh, so he right. takes a lot more sacks than people actually even right. think about, but that's that's because when he is at three seconds on his clock, he's not throwing the ball away. He's trying to figure out what side of the field I need to get to. <laughs> so cause I'm not I'm not right. really thinking about throwing the ball right now.
2: Right, so you have right. To right get that, out of that gotta bad
1: Exactly. They got to keep Cobb on the on there and ready to go. A couple of other uh, quick sports stories, and we'll get into a little NBA talk once our special guest does join us here in the second. But uh, Don Nelson is out of a job. He's no longer the coach of the Warriors. Uh, so we're going to see what happens on the Warriors' front. And, as you know, I don't really like Don Nelson. I don't like what he did to this team, and I don't like what his son is doing to the to the Mavericks right now. So, uh, right. so I don't know what Don Nelson is going to end up. He probably going to end up with a check from somebody else pretty soon. And the uh, Phoenix Suns have extended um, Alvin Gentry's uh, contract through the 2012 and uh, 13 season, too.
2: Well, you know, Don Elson's a dinosaur. Uh, He should have been out a long time ago. uh, You know, he did his thing with the Mavericks, and he did his thing with Golden State. You know, he he kind of turned it around. But his style of basketball, I didn't like his style when he was in Dallas. And uh, he got lucky. He inherited a good team when he went to Golden State. But it's time for him to go. He needs to take his son with it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's the way I feel about it. But it's time for him to go. He, he has a good record. You know, he has nothing to be ashamed of. But, you know, I think his time is up. You know, even Phil Jackson's kind of playing retirement. So, you know, it, 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 it's his time to go. You know, that's why I feel about it. And uh, by them extending uh, Aaron Gentry's contract, I think that's the best thing for the Suns. Uh, his second year he really turned that team around they were contenders and uh, he lost a lot of players but he made do he, you know Stardom has is gone so uh, we'll see how he do this year it'll be a good test for him but I think he's a pretty good coach
1: yeah I like Alvin Gentry I like his style he seems like really like a players coach too uh, right. so you know I, I think I think players can always identify players coach, especially in the in the, uh, the NBA, with so many pre McDonalds in the NBA, everybody thinks they they're running some of the NBA. I mean, you got these guys on the bench with guaranteed guaranteed contracts, so <laughs> so you know how that goes. Uh, but again, we want to welcome uh, everyone listening to the show, whether you listen on the website or listening at our Blog Talk Radio. Again, our call in numbers 2906 and you can reach us at Twitter, RF Sports Radio, or uh, you can definitely reach us uh, on email at gmail.com. Let's go ahead and bring on our real uh, special guest, real quick, and get into some more topics on the NFL. we also want to get into some picks for Week Three, uh, so you guys definitely get a chance to get your pen and paper ready because you're gonna want to hear my picks. I am ten, I did go ten to six last week, Royce. I mean, that's a winner, am that's- I right?
2: Yeah, but you, you could have had a better record if you quit picking the
1: Cowboys. Yeah, you're probably, right, you probably right about that. But we'll get the Cowboys and stuff too. So let's bring on our guest yeah. real quick. Uh, and this is this is a good friend of the show, uh, Rick. Are you live on the R.S. Sports Radio Show? Are you there?
3: I'm on, man. How's it going, y'all?
1: Hey, going Rick, good.
3: how you doing? I'm doing all right, Royce. How you doing, man? I'm doing just fine, man. Now, Rick,
1: while I got you on, let's let's get into a little NFL. And uh, a lot of these 0-2 teams are trying to get their first win, Uh, mainly the Minnesota Vikings, mainly uh, uh, the Dallas Cowboys. So I want to definitely spend a little time talking with them because I know you watch the game with much intensity as I do when it comes to the Cowboys. Right on. So let's break down this Cowboys and Texans game real quick. So I want to do something a little bit different this time. And I want to just go with just position by position and see if we can even come up with a winner based on the positions and how these guys have been playing this season. So let's start with the most important position of all. Let's go with the quarterback play. So from what you've seen, Royce, Rick, from uh, Romo and from Matt Schaub, who who gets the check mark? for the Texans and the Cowboys on the quarterback? And, Royce, you go first.
2: Rodney, right. of course, Matt over Tony any day. His his numbers, his touchdowns, his demeanor. And and, and I, after we get through this, I want to make a statement about this player by player, which is a better team, who's playing better football right now. Well, I mean, actually, we're gonna to
1: have to say the Texans are playing better football that day two and zero. I mean, I understand that. I understand that two and zero, but I'm. I'm I'm really trying to give all of the fans in Dallas, including myself, some kind of sense of hope that we're gonna witness the game and win this game handily. That's what I'm trying to do. So it's not just convincing me; it's convincing all these uh, everyone else is around here panicking because we can't go zero three. So, so we can't go zero three, so with your point taken, I already know what you're gonna say. I already know what you're gonna say, Royce. You're gonna always get the check and to the state. <laughs> Anyway. So, Rick, you tell me, what do you think? From what you've seen in the two games, who are you going to get the check mark to in the quarterback?
3: I like Romo. I like Romo in this one. Matt Shop do uh a, a, the better weapon without question on the receiving end. You know, but I think Houston's secondary is a little bit uh, shaky. I think theirs is a, it's more suspect than ours. I mean, we kind of suspect at the, sa- at the safety spot, but I think um, – I think Tony Romo is going to go out there and have a good day.
1: And, hey, Royce, you may not know this, but actually the Texans, the Texans ranked last, dead last in the league against opponents passing yards. They've let everybody throw. Uh, they've averaged everybody throwing 411 yards on them. If you all remember how Peyton lit them up in week one, McNabb lit them up in week two. So so you're still going to give the check mark to, to the quarterback play when you know they're dead last? And defending we're
2: fans. running y'all. Yeah, offense ranked in the bottom two. If you look at that, your uh, drop passes. uh ain't complete
3: passes. I mean, we we rank in the bottom two if you look at scoring. You know, but they they'll sit there and tell you they top four in offense right now. They moving the ball, they just can't get into the end zone. That's their problem. The
2: okay, most important so- thing out there. That's what irritates me. Test
1: right, down, y'all not leading the league in touchdowns. Yeah, we're and actually, you are absolutely right about that. We actually the offense actually rank uh, number two in the NFL in passing yards and twenty eight in rushing yards. We're gonna get into the rushing yards actually uh, now. So with that said, I mean, I, I give the I give the check mark to Romo and that's two against one Roy, so I'm sorry. We're gonna go with Romo on this one. Especially against a, a defense that can't do nothing against the against the pass dead last against the pass. Let's go to the running game real quick. Now, we know Dallas had three running backs. We got Barber, we got Jones, we got Choice. Okay, now they do have this guy, Aaron Foster, who had a huge game in week one, didn't really do nothing in week two. So, Royce, can you honestly give the check mark to the Texans on the running back position? As
2: far as what I've seen, y'all don't have a running game.
1: Even with three backs. It's slow to start. We're ranked 28th in the league. we ranked right, in the right, league in the rushing the right, yards. I understand right. that. Three so backs. Foster
2: can run circles around all three of your backs.
1: No, we in my think, opinion.
2: <laughs> but you've got to
1: think about it, though. But think about this, though, okay? We still rank pretty high on the rushing, defending the rush. Uh, we still rank pretty top. Now, we're talking about running the ball, Rodney. We're not yeah, talking we about we
2: rush
3: man, defense. Man, we're talking man. about running the ball. I understand that. Yeah, I mean, and, and, and based upon that, running the ball, I mean, I would have to give it to that, to that boy Foster. Now, that, that's not to say that he's going to go out there and just run all over Dallas because, I mean, my opinion, I think Dallas is really pretty steady against the run. I don't think he's going to go out there and just damage it. But the Cowboys haven't really shown anything in the run game. You know, now it is time for the Cowboys to go out there and have a breakout running game. But being realistic about it, that other kid has shown something and Dallas has it. That's my opinion on the thing.
1: Rodney? Well, I, I can I understand and I know right now, uh, Aaron Foster is one of the top running quarterbacks. I mean running uh, running backs in the league right now. Uh, so I understand that they do feed on the ball. Uh he might just have one of those magical breakout seasons, but I'ma have to go with potential on this one. I'm sorry. But I'm just going to have to say that I think that, uh, that we—it's time for our running game to break out, and I think they're going to make a conscious effort this this game to actually feed the ball to the running backs. So I think that's why we're going to see a huge, huge uh, difference in the running game. So I'm going to get a take mark to the Cowboys. I'm sorry, I'm just biased.
3: You said you said well, that well, last I ain't week. mad at you. No, you, you. You don't have to apologize at all. I'm not mad at you for that. <laughs> I hope the Cowboys go out there and do exactly that. I hope they do that, you know. But like I said, that other kid has shown something, you know. But even though he really didn't do much in that second game, but he did the thing in that first game. He did that.
2: Ronnie, you said that last week. Your running game is gonna be
1: back. I did say that last week, and they, and, right. if you, and really though, this is gonna be a test for the Cowboys too, because uh, the 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 uh, Texas defense is number two. Uh, defending right. the rush right now, they're only leading opponents averaging 31 yards rushing in the game, which is which is pretty stout. And they're first in the league in rushing. So we're going to see what this Cowboys defense is all about. Speaking of defense, now that's just that's going to take position by position. Let's look at the defense as a whole. I mean, who who do you get the check mark to on the defense side of the ball,
3: Rick? I'm going with the Cowboys all day. I mean, I believe in our defense. You know, our defense was a little shaky against Chicago, but, you know, looking at the game, watching the game, I don't necessarily just blame that on the defense. Our offense has got to be able to sustain drives, go out there, get the defense to rest a little bit, put some points on the board, you know, give our defense something else to shoot for other than we just always got to shut somebody down, Let's give our defense a chance to say, oh, okay, you know, we put up two or three touchdowns. All we got to do is hold them to 13 points. All we got to do is hold them to 14 points or something like that. I really do believe in our defense. Now, that's not to say that the Texans doesn't have a good defense because I think the Texans are okay, you know, but I have a lot of confidence in our defense.
1: The Texans' weakness on defensive ball is the secondary, as you pointed out earlier. Being dead last against the pass, I mean, that's going to be the opportunity for the Cowboys right there. I mean, they do defend the rush really well. They got some real good players on that front four uh, with Mario Williams and uh, the younger, uh, young guy, Koye. So they got some players on that uh, front four that can really stop the run. But I think just with their def- with their secondary hurting them so bad, it's hard to get them the check mark on the defensive side of the ball. Now, Royce, I know what you're going to say, so why not you go ahead and say what you're going to say.
2: Well, right now I got a yeah. surprise for y'all, yeah, gave yeah, okay. Over 20 points to Jay Cutler and the Chicago Bears, which we all know is a mediocre offense. So, against a high-powered <laughs> offense like Houston, Mike get this hurt. Do you actually think they're not going to score for the now, points you against is, your
1: defense?
2: Y'all gave up tw- over 20 points is, to Jay Cutler. Mr. Interception, y'all gave up
3: over 20 points to Jay Cutler and a mediocre Chicago team. Right, but two right. of those touchdowns, two of those touchdowns was already on our side of the field. He didn't have to do nothing but make two passes. I mean our offense has gotta do better than that. And that other one, uh uh Wade Phillips or uh, uh or whoever it was that made the call to kick that short ball, they shouldn't have done that. They didn't do nothing but give them the opportunity to get in there real quick. Yeah. Well you know what,
2: that you're absolutely right, but that's how the game went. And I saw Jake Cutler light y'all up with no interceptions. How many uh,
3: interceptions does the y'all defense have? Oh, our defense doesn't have any right now. We don't have any turnovers right now. Our defense needs to do ahead. better on that. I, I, I think we need team. to do better that way. We need, we, need to, we need to get better. We need to go out there and get some turnovers. But everybody knows how the Cowboys are. I mean, it's a bend-but-don't-break type of defense. People do get to move the ball up and down a little bit sometimes, you know, if they catch us in the passing because our run is pretty stout. But they usually get down there and end up with a field goal or something like that. You know, I, 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 blame, I blame the offense a whole lot more than I blame the defense on that. My nod is to Houston.
1: You
3: a th- oh, without question.
1: <laughs> we already know he's going to say that. <laughs> okay, let's move a little bit to uh, off the – well, on the field, but not in the field of play. Let's look at the coaches. I mean, you got Wade Phillips, this guy's been in. Uh, he grew up uh, – had a dad that was a coach, grew up. And we know what kind of calls he's been making this season. And you look at a guy uh, being the, the Texas coach, um, uh, Kubiak, and what he's been able to do to turn them around. And I, and I, and this gonna be. I know my my followers and my fans out there ain't gonna like this, but I gotta give the check mark to the Texans on this one because I have not been pleased with what Wade Phillips has been doing. He hasn't motivated this team to get a win yet. And this other guy's actually got the Texans beating um, a team that they haven't beaten, and that's the uh, for Indianapolis Colts. They come from behind, from 17 down, to beat the Redskins in a tight game in overtime. He makes an excellent decision to call for the timeout, uh to ice the kicker after the kicker made the field goal. On that on that timeout and missed it after that. I've gotta give the check mark to the Texans for the far as the coaching goes.
2: But Ronnie, you also forgetting the fact that they do have Andre Johnson and they receiving core is outstanding. Uh even the coach couldn't shut him down. So uh and they came back from a seventeen point deficit last week. That that I mean I, I I still gonna have to get another Easton. Uh That's something to consider when you talk about your defense? They haven't came up against any receivers like this so far.
1: Now what do you now what do you think about that, Rick? You think you think you think I'm justified in giving the check mark to the Texans on the coaching?
3: No, no. Uh, I mean I. I can't disagree with you. I'm sorry. I can't disagree with you at all. I would give it to, to Kubiak as well. I mean, I do like Wade Phillips as a coach, you know, and I, I'm i upset with some stuff that they've been doing out there, no matter who it was that's been making the call. I don't like it. Coach uh, Phillips is uh, responsible for it. But Kubiak has been out there doing his thing. He's got the Texans looking real good right now.
2: Yeah. And some of the calls your coaches have made in the last two games, uh,
3: questionable. So I can't. Questionable. questionable. They, they are incredibly like, suspect. They are terrible. <laughs> there's no way they should <laughs> make those calls, man. I'm I'm real mad about that, man.
1: <laughs> I agree with you on that. And then we can move right. to uh, yep. special teams. And even on special teams, I got I got to give the nod to the uh, Texans on special teams. Here it is. It's Thursday. We got a game on Sunday. And we still haven't picked up a kicker. We still haven't brought a kicker in the camp. And so I have to get a nod to the Texans on this one because I don't know what Bill is going to hit. I don't know if he's going to hit a 44-yarder or a 60-yarder. I don't know. I don't know what he's going to do out there. So I've got to get a nod to the Texans when it comes to special teams. The guy has
2: kicked a 56-yard field goal, so 50 yards is his range. I don't think y'all can compete with that
3: the the kicker, I'm not pleased with that at all. Please go out there and get you a kicker. But contrary to what you might believe, I'm going with the Cowboys on that. Because when we talk about special teams, I want to see somebody put that ball to Dez Bryant again, and I want Dez Bryant to take that thing back 65 yards and get up in the end zone and start putting the X up in the air. That's what I'm talking about, special teams. It's not just that that, that, that kicking. I'm not really... Mad, I'm not really mad about that the this whole special teams unit. I'm mad about that uh kicking situation though
1: yeah and, and I don't know how you guys take I don't know guys how you're gonna take this, but Romo comes out today and makes a big deal about how the cowboys need to run the ball to get the offense back on track. I think they sell some wolf tickets to me because if the if the defense is last in defending the pass then of course, I'm gonna tell everybody I gonna run the ball so I can line them up with Miles Austin, the only player that's really been playing the offense to me. So I think that just sells the wolf tickets along that. But overall, I mean, we look at it, we got split decisions on the special teams, split decisions really already across the board. Uh, now, now, Rick, now you're a homer just like me. Convince not just me, but convince the masses, the panicked Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex that are listening, convince us on why these Cowboys are not going to be 0-3 going into the bye week?
3: It's simple because they're the Dallas Cowboys. It's, it's simple to me. There's no way they need to go out there and do that. They can't do that. I'm sure they got a whole lot more pride within themselves. Not to mention, I still don't think that the Cowboys is a bad team. It's just something they got to put together and get out there and, and, and do it. I can guarantee you every team that's playing against the Cowboys I wonder, same thing we was talking about the other day, which team is going to show up? Which team is going to show up today? They fear the Cowboys. I'm sure they do. I'm sure they do. They're not taking the Cowboys lightly. Man, the Cowboys are still a good team. they going to go out there and get them some. You know what? like kind of
1: argument on that one. Well, you know, unless uh,
2: Jason Garrett went out about a chemistry set, I don't see any on the Cowboys team. Uh, even, I just don't see the chemistry in a team. Anytime you have to call a player's only meeting the second week, which half of them didn't want, half of them wanted, and you know sometime in a meeting they pointed fingers. You know what I mean? If you hadn't have done this, we hadn't lost the game. I don't see the team chemistry. Uh, you all are, are going to win some games. That's a gimmick. But as far as going to championship, championship a team. It is something seriously wrong with this Dallas Cowboys team with all the talent that they have. I can't put my finger on it. If it's the players, if it's the chemistry, if it's the coach. Uh, But there's something definitely wrong with the Dallas
3: Cowboys. And I agree with you. It is something wrong with the Cowboys. The Cowboys, there's something they need to put together out there. But I believe in their team. I think that's a good team out there. Now, that's my personal opinion, and I'm sure a lot of Cowboy fans that's out there listening right now agree with that. They are a good team. They got good players across the board. Across the board. Now, I'm not saying every player, but at every position, there's somebody that's decent at least. And they got superstars. But who stepped, stepped up
2: other than Miles Austin? I mean, you got all these stars, but I hadn't seen oh. not one of them just take over a game.
3: All I mean, dogs. again, I say it's, it's something that they have to put together out there. I agree with you there. I agree no, with there. you. And once it click, once it clicks, it's going to be scary. It's going to be scary.
1: Yeah, I would hope so too. Now my opinion is I think I think I think that I think we win this game. I said it last Tuesday. I told y'all to take it to the bank. We win this game. Because we're not gonna go 0 3. If y'all remember last season, uh how the we were winning games and there was a the big difference, but the offense was struggling, couldn't get back on track and then we all of a sudden we, we learned who Miles Austin really was. He was a spark plug on the team in that Kansas City game and turn the whole offense around. And I think we saw that spark plug last Sunday in Dez Bryant, okay? I think this guy could have the impact that Miles Austin had for the team last season, getting out on the special teams going, but get the offense back on track, be an electric player out there. And all they got to do is do what they know how to do when they play football. That's it. They have, a, To me, they have a better team, period, because they, gotta, they have better players, they just need they have a good scheme as put in place. They got the right players that pull out the right kind of plays. They just need to play. They're putting too much pressure on themselves. They need to just come down and get out there like they don't pop one on on a Saturday and get out there and play some football and, and and do what they know how to do. And I think this Cowboys team can still turn everything around. They can still make it to the Super Bowl and be one of the first, the first team to ever play a home Super Bowl game. And I think this is not over. I think they're going to show everybody in week three who they really are, and they're going to spend the whole bye week uh, preparing themselves for what they need to do for the rest of the season. That's, that's my opinion. That's, I think that's what's really going to happen come Sunday. And I don't
3: disagree.
2: Let me tell you my opinion on that. Uh, I think you said that for the last two weeks. Uh, it's been like the same old <laughs> song. The same old song. He uh, said his team wouldn't go 0 2, but they are. So what makes you think they can't go 0 and 3, which they very well might.
1: Because I think they win this game. I think this is their statement game. I think this is their statement game. Period. And I think they should. They. I think they would have won that game on Saturday if it wasn't a few mistakes here and there, a few bad stuff going their way. Uh, But I think they're going to pull it together. This offensive line has had a chance to play together in jail. They're going to be better. I think uh, they're going to try to force the ball and get some running game going. And I think against a team like the Texans, being the last to pass, let me just remind you that Romo's numbers are good. If you look at his numbers, his numbers are very, very good. The offense is very, very good. They just haven't had a chance to put everything together. It's always somebody getting ripped somebody not catching a pass? and somebody letting the ball bounce off of him for the interception? Bad field. Was but make, make no
3: mistake about it, Romo did not have a good game last game. He did right. put up some numbers, but he didn't have a good game. I mean, he was, he was off. He was off out there. Romo could have played a whole lot better, but we've seen Romo play better. And the this, this secondaries we're getting ready to go against the suspect,
1: Romo's going to go
3: out there and have a good game.
1: He gonna have a good
3: game.
1: I think so too. So, so Russ, I want to be sitting next to you when this game come on. I just, that's all I want well, to be sitting next I, to you when this game come
4: I,
2: on. I wouldn't miss. I hope me and you and Rick can watch the game together because I would love to say I told you so. And then, just like y'all have said, and week after week, what cowboy team gonna show up? And y'all hadn't played a good team yet. You played Washington, you played Chicago. What's gonna happen when you come up against a
1: good team? Well, we're gonna find out on Sunday. Then that game—that's an early game. That game kicks off at uh, at twelve o'clock on Fox. It's an early game. It's in Houston. It should be a really, really loud crowd. The Cowboys on the road, but I think they're gonna really show and prove. And do what they got to do this Sunday. So we're gonna look forward to that, and I hope I hope Tuesday is gonna be our victory show, and we're gonna be one and one and three, <laughs> or one and two and go and get ready to get into this uh, playoff mode into the into the bye week. Minnesota's got a bye week next week too, and we'll go through a couple of games in the field. Rick, if you got some time, I want to get your opinion on some of the NFL games, because I don't know if you've been listening to the show, but I, I did go ten and six last week. As far as I'm concerned, yeah,
3: you know, I, I, I heard you. I heard you. I heard you. I, heard okay, well, you. I don't you
1: even know. Make it a record. <laughs> well, <laughs> well mark, mark, mark mine. Mark mine down too. I don't to have a pencil with me right now. Right, I'm I Kills think down, I went 13 i gonna mark yours down too, Roy, so we can we can compare everything right. next week. Uh, and again, you guys can chime in. You can put in put your feedback in, whether it's Cowboys, Rangers. Uh, whatever story that's on your mind, especially going into uh, the weekend coming up. And the calling number, again, is 323-927-2906. You can reach us at Twitter at RS Sports Radio or by email at rsportsradio@gmail.com. at gmail.com. So let's pull up a schedule real quick, and we'll go starting with some of the early games, moving to the late games. Uh, we got Tennessee going to New York to face the Giants. Giants are coming off a loss. And the Manning Bowl didn't look real good. You got players like Brandon Jacobs throwing a helmet to the crowd. Uh, but Tennessee's coming off a loss, too, where well, they didn't even score a touchdown. They benched Vince Young uh, in the game to bring in Kerry Collins. Uh, they got beat by defense for the Pittsburgh Steelers. So who who bounces back in this game out of Tennessee and New York? Uh, who do you think Roy's going to bounce back in this game?
2: Well, you know, Jeff Fisher is a fighter, but Tom Coughlin is – in the last couple of years, has been a motivator. I'm going to get a nod to the New York Giants. Uh, Eli had a bad week against his brother, but they're still a pretty good explosive team. They put up a, a, over 30 points. I'm going to have to go with uh Giants. You're
1: going with the Giants. I'm going to write you down for the Giants. And, Rick, who are like in this game, Tennessee and New
3: York? Oh, put me down for the Giants, too. I mean, I, I think the Giants will win that game, but it's, Pretty much because of the fact that they're playing at home. I don't think the Giants are just a real good team, but uh, Tennessee is just not looking real good right now. Um, Vince Young has got to do better. Vince Young's got to do better out there.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm gonna take the I'm gonna take the other way on this. I'm gonna go with the Titans. I know Vince Young is gonna start this game. I think that the Titans are have a good team. I think the Giants are going to lose again because it's will really help the Cowboys if they do lose. So I'm gonna to have to go with the Giants. <laughs> and, and I think that uh, I think the Giants are a decent team. I think they got lots of to work on and some time in jail. But I think Tennessee bounces back and uh, takes this game at the Meadowlands, so at the new Meadowlands Stadium. Uh, other than that, we got the Pittsburgh Steelers, who are two and over, mind you, without uh, Roethlisberger. And now they're going to have to start the game without Dennis Dixon putting in Charlie Batch, but Charlie Batch has done this before, against another 2-0 team, a surprise 2-0 team, which I told you, Roy, to look out for, and that's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at Raymond James Stadium in Tampa Bay. So tell me, Rick, who you got in Pittsburgh, 2-0 against Tampa Bay 2-0?
3: Oh, I mean, I would actually have to go with the Steelers on that game. I don't really believe in what Tampa Bay is doing right now. And you know the Steelers are real suspect at quarterback, but um, Charlie Batch—he's a veteran. He started before, you know. Not saying that he's just won a whole lot of games, but he's had his share. You know, I think uh, the Steelers will be a more steady team. I think they'll pull it out.
1: Okay, and Royce, who you like in this game?
2: Well, I'm I'm about to go with a Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh don't need a quarterback to win. They got a defense.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I'm, I'm going to have to go ahead and go with Pittsburgh, too. I like Tampa Bay. I like what they're doing. Uh, but I, 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 Pittsburgh is my defense on my fantasy team. So they, they've been lovely for me in the last two weeks. So I don't see no reason not to not to go with them now. So I'm going with Pittsburgh on this one, too. Uh, so I think we all in agreement on that one. Now, we do have a, a one-and-two team, Cincinnati, going up against Carolina. This game is in Carolina at Bank of America Stadium. The uh, Cincinnati go ahead and get on the, get the ball rolling, get two victories in a row? I'm going with Cincinnati. What, what, about, what do you guys think?
2: I think T.O. and Ocho is going to have a breakout
3: game
2: Sunday. I think I'm
3: going to go with Cincinnati. Yeah, I'm going with Cincinnati, too. I think Cincinnati's just a better team. Plus, I think this is the game. Clausen is getting his first start, isn't it?
1: Yeah, he's getting his first start this game.
3: Uh, yeah, and yeah, I mean and you know how that goes for a rookie out there, you know, starting in the NFL, you know, not saying that it's never been done, but you know, what's the what's the chances?
1: Yeah, I agree with you on that one. And then we got a game I think is gonna be easy for all of us to pick and that's gonna be Cleveland, uh, and Baltimore. That game's ever line stadium in Baltimore I mean M&T Bank Stadium in Baltimore. I think it's no-brainer here. I I mean, I I can see if anybody can give me a reason for Cleveland to win the game, you're more than welcome to call in right now. Believe me, you're more than welcome to call in right now if you can tell me why Cleveland is going to win this game. I mean, you guys are going with Baltimore, I know. Rick, I know you're going with Baltimore.
3: Without Without a doubt.
1: Without a doubt,
3: Baltimore is just simply the better team. There's not really a whole lot to say about that one.
1: And, Royce, you going to fight me on this one too, or you going with Baltimore?
2: No, you know, Ryan, I'm feeling a little frisky tonight. I'm gonna, that's going to be my upset game of the week. Cleveland's going to win this game.
1: Whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, you telling, telling me huh, Cleveland's huh, going to huh. go in there and beat the Ravens in Baltimore? This is
2: going to be my upset game of the week.
1: Wow. 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 Man, we're going to have a real good show on Tuesday. Real oh, yeah.
3: Good. Wow. Rush, wow. you still taking people to dinner, man?
1: <laughs> this is my
2: upset pick of the week. <laughs>
1: That's gonna be an upset. That's for sure.
2: Y'all didn't see y'all that y'all coming,
1: did y'all? Heard <laughs> you got us on that one. You got us on that one. Uh, another game Don't we're breathe. gonna pick is gonna be uh <laughs> It's gonna be the San Francisco 49ers coming off a, uh, a a really really good game, a close loss in overtime on Monday night they got a short week. They're playing uh, this Sunday against Kansas City, a team that I really can't really figure out right now. Um, I did pick Kansas City the last two weeks to win. Uh, How do you see this game going, Royce? You you like the 49ers? You like the Chiefs at home?
2: I'm going to go with the 49ers because I think if they don't win, Mike Singletary is going to knock somebody out.
1: (laughs) That's my opinion. (laughs) (laughs) And, <laughs> hey, Rich, who do you like, in, the, who you like in, the, in this game here?
3: Uh, as much as I hate to say it, the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, I, I just – we talked about it before. I thought Kansas City, you know, that was a lucky game against uh, San Diego. I don't – I just don't believe in what Kansas City is doing right now. That's just my personal opinion of it. You know, I think the, the 49ers – and that's not to say that the, the 49ers is just this real good team, but – I think they have better players than what Kansas City
1: are. Now, can I keep in mind, guys, Kansas City is 2-0. They are. They, 2-0. Are. they are. They are playing at home um, against a 49 team that really had a breakout game. Um, I, you know what? I, I, I'm going to go ahead and go out there and say 49ers. Uh, I was going to make this my upset pick, but I seeing the way they played on Monday night. It's kind of hard to pick against these guys. These guys deserve a win of the way they played on Monday night, um, another game, and it's another 0 and 2 team trying to get that that situation back on track before the before the uh, bye weekend, and it's the Detroit Lions are going to be going up against the Minnesota Vikings uh, in the battle of the 0 2 teams. I guess someone's got to win this game and get a win. Who are you giving the win to in this game, Ross? I'm gonna let Rick go first on this.
3: I'm going with the Vikings. Easy. I'm um, going with the Vikings. The Vikings is going to win that game, period. And the game is in Minnesota.
1: It's at the Metrodome. It's on the fast track. Uh, now, Roy, she must be setting herself for something here. No, I'll
2: just, uh, I just I, just wanted to make you think that. Just uh, surprised you on the last pick. I can see uh, Minnesota win three in, in a row. I'm going to reluctantly take Minnesota. Because, he uh... Red that, that, that Farr is, uh... is, uh... not himself right now. I, I don't know what's going on. And that, that team is kind of like the Cowboys to me. They're not jelly. They're they're Whatever's something missing. And, uh... If Red Farr goes out the game, uh... The possibility
1: could be upset. And let's keep in mind, this is, um this is a divisional game from Minnesota and Detroit, and Detroit's playing again without Matt Stafford, who's not going to play this game either, so I, I think I got to give the win to the to the Vikings to get that shit back back selling again, so we will we'll definitely be looking at that one. That one's uh comes on at noon They're on Fox as well, and then also you have the uh the Buffalo bills, the lowly Buffalo bills 0-1-2 going against the New England Patriots. Is anybody giving the bills a chance? Okay, can we move on?
3: Come wow.
1: On. Wow. New England no Patriots. No chance for Bill. No chance for Bill. Yeah, I got I got go. As much as it hates, me, it hates me to go past, I'm going with the past. And then you right. have uh, the Atlanta Falcons. And this is going to be a really, really good game. The Falcons uh, in New Orleans are going against the Saints. Now I did not think about this before you pick this because this could really make a breaking record right here, because I think this game can really go either way. I'ma go with the uh I'm going with the Falcons in this game. And I don't know if that's a shocker to some people or if it's an upset, but I like what Atlanta's doing. They put up a bunch of points last week. New Orleans kinda got exposed a little bit with the 49ers. They played them real tough on with that forty nine er defense. And I'm going with the uh Falcons. To, to roll um, and beat the Saints to get the Saints their first loss of the season. Rick, how do you see this game going?
3: This is my upset pick of the week. It, it would be an upset to me. The Saints are really out there doing their thing. I mean, you know, it's you, it, it's no faking it. Nobody can front on what the Saints are doing right now. The Saints are out there looking real good. But I think it's going to be the Reggie Bush factor. Reggie Bush does way too many things for the New Orleans Saints to help open up their offense. Drew Brees is an outstanding quarterback and probably you know, easily top three, top two in the league. Without question, Drew Brees is real nice. But I think Reggie Bush being gone is going to hurt them, and I think the Falcons is going to take advantage of that situation. I'm going with the Falcons.
1: Yeah, my boy, you sound like a man of reason right there. Royce,
2: who are you going with in the Falcons against the Saints? Uh, this is going to be my second upset pick of the week. I'm about to go with the Falcons.
1: Oh, you're picking against the Saints?
2: Yes, wow.
4: I am. Now, following the, Saints, the
1: show,
2: uh,
1: yeah, I know this is the first time he's uh, he's picked against these Saints.
2: Well, I, I think this will be that first loss. No team is going to go undefeated, and I think this is the week that, that they lose. Uh, but I do look for them to bounce back. I'm about to go with Atlanta. Atlanta's playing pretty
1: good. Now, keep in mind, this is, this is going to tie them in the division. If they lose this game, they'll be tied with Atlanta in their division. Although it's still early. It is still early. So we'll see what happens on that. Then you got the uh, Washington Redskins. This starts the uh, late afternoon games. The Redskins are going to St. Louis to play the Rams. The game is again gonna be in Saint Louis at Edward, Edward Jones Dome. Which is uh which is right there in the heart of the uh, city of Saint Louis. Uh, now, now now I'm gonna let you guys pick this game first. Go ahead. Now Royce who you liking the Rams and the and the Redskins.
2: I'm I'm going to go with the Redskins. Uh really? way down back like, Nav has been playing and the Redskins uh uh, they they're not
1: bad team. They you know they middle of the road. They're eight
3: and eighteen maybe. I, I see the Redskins winning this. And yeah, Rico, you liking this game? Man, I'm a, I'm gonna have to go with my heart on this one. Um, uh, I I have no love for the Redskins. My mind tells me that the Redskins are gonna win, but it's just about two things you're gonna get the same answer on just by every week. The Cowboys are going to win, and the Redskins are going to lose. Period. I'm, I'm going with the Rams. There you go. I love you Cowboys fans. Y'all still stick with y'all heart. <laughs> you, know
2: you know what,
1: Rick? You know what, Rick? You, you, you're preaching to the choir, my brother. You're preaching to the choir. I'm going with the Rams on this one, too. I even picked the Rams to win last week. I thought they would have a chance last week. But they gotta get a win. I want Bradford to go ahead and get his one, get his W on the board. And, and, and above all, I got Stephen Jackson. My fantasy team. He gotta do something. He gotta show me something. So I'm going with the Rams on this one.
2: But well, you gotta remember, that This is not the same. Watch the Redskins. You got Mike Shanahan up there.
3: I am going with the Rams. The Redskins get nothing. Big Dawg, two gets one.
1: I'm going around on that one. <laughs> <laughs> now here's another uh, Cowboys divisional opponent. We got the Philadelphia Eagles taking a trip out to Florida to play the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, actually, David Girard got pulled last game, but had to go back in the game uh, when the when the uh, guy got hurt, so he had to go back in the game. So he will be starting uh, in Jacksonville this week, and that's at EverBank Field. Um, I don't. I, I think the big show keeps rolling. I like Vic. I like the way he's doing with the offense. I'm glad he's getting his chance to really show everybody what he can do. And I think Vic has a, a breakout,
3: huge,
1: huge game against Jacksonville on Sunday. So I'm going with the uh, Eagles on this one. Rick, who are you liking this game?
3: Uh, Yeah, man, as much as I hate to say it, I'm going to have to go with the Eagles. I don't like the Eagles at all, but it's not as much hate for them as it is the Redskins. Um, Plus, I got a lot of love for Michael Vick. I hate the way they did that boy with with them dogs. You know, I thought the boy did make a mistake out there, but I don't think they should have crucified that boy like that. You know, I'm happy to see he's out there doing his thing, and he's starting to look like the 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 Michael Vick of old. He needs to go out there and keep that up. I'm going with the Eagles. And
1: Roy, see you liking the uh, Eagles going out to Jacksonville to play the Jaguars?
2: Of course, I'm about to go to the Eagles, so they have a better record than the Cowboys. Okay,
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay.
2: man, that's yeah. hater talk. Man, that's
4: hater talk.
1: Hater talk. talk. <laughs> I did with y'all tonight, and then we got the uh, Oakland Raiders, and who knows who's going to play quarterback for the Oakland Raiders? This game, they're going against another team that who knows is going to play quarterback for them, and that's the Arizona Cardinals. Now, this is at the University of Phoenix Stadium in Arizona. Who you guys going to get this game to? Now, this is a coin flip for me, so you, you guys let me know who you picking on this game, Roy. Should you like the Raiders or the Cardinals? I say the Raiders win their first game. So they're going to Arizona and finally pull out a win on the road. Finally pull out their first win. Yes,
2: I do. That's my third upset pick of the week. <laughs> that ain't the upset right there. That's,
1: that's a coin flip game right there. Rick, can you like on the yeah. Reds against the uh, Cardinals?
3: I agree with that last statement. That's my coin flip game of the week. You know, But uh, since Arizona's playing at home and Oakland is just the worst team I've ever seen. Um, I think that uh Arizona's gonna pull that one out. Yeah,
1: yeah, I agree with you on that. And these are both to two teams. Um if yeah. I'm not mistaken, they're both owing two teams so someone's gotta win this game, I guess. I'm gonna give it to the I'ma give it to the at really? home.
3: Yeah. I'm I hope Oakland, you know, pull it out. I mean I I don't you know, I've I've always kinda liked the Raiders, you know, just because it's classic football, the Oakland Raiders. I, You know, I hope they're able to get out of this little rut that they're in. You know,
2: well, go with me, Rick. Go with me
3: on that.
2: Go with me on the Raiders. Come on, let's have time. Two against
3: one. Okay, I mean, okay, we can do the Raiders then. It's a coin right. flip game for me. It's Two a coin flip game. Right I, think, I think both of them terrible, but I'll give you that
1: one.
0: <laughs> I don't mind,
1: and actually, I, I I I do need to be corrected because the, the Arizona Cardinals did beat the Rams earlier in, in the season, uh, actually week one, so they do got a win up under their belt. So I'm still sticking with the Cardinals on this one, though, although they got trapped by Atlanta 41 to seven last week. So maybe this is just pick right here. We'll see what happens. And then
0: Upset,
1: you have, um, yeah, and then you have um, also. In the late games, you got the San Diego Chargers, who we just found out today that Ryan Matthews, they thought were going to play, is not going to play um, in this game. They're going against the Seattle team. They really disappointed me last week. This is one of the six games I lost. Is, is picking Seattle last week to win. So, who you like in this game? for the Chargers going up to uh, Seattle to play the Seahawks, Rick. Who you like this one? Well, I'm going with the Chargers.
3: I think the Chargers are just a, a, a better team than the Seahawks, you know, period. The Seahawks, I mean, they got a, a new coach coming in, Pete Carroll. He's got to get in and get his feet wet a little bit. I don't think he's, you know, quite there yet. He's done it before and didn't really do a real good job when he when he did it with the Patriots, you know. So, you know, I'm, I'm going to have to go with the Chargers on this
1: one. Roy, who are you liking this game? Well... I like Phil Rivers. But at the same
2: time San Diego is hurting on the uh, receiving end they still had made sure contact with that old boy. Uh,
1: yeah, but I'm about to go with there. San
2: Diego.
1: Huh? Yeah. He he might have even played this sensor with Vincent Jackson. Right. They
2: can still like trade, him <laughs> trade him trade right. So they they they're struggling a little bit but, but I I going to still have to give the north to San Diego. You got Philip Rivers, you got a chance.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm going with San Diego in this game, too. I think the Chargers will definitely pull it out. I think they'll roll against the Seahawks uh, without a problem. I think there will be no problem at all, even in even in Seattle. I know Pete Carroll tries to pull this college atmosphere around, and they did have a big game week one, and they was at home, too. So this could be a, this could be a shocker for all of us, really, if Seattle does wow. what they did in week one. So we never right. know what can happen. I mean, San Diego's lost on the road already. Uh, to the Kansas City Chiefs. So this could be a coin flip game either way, depending on uh, who you think is going to win this one. And then you got the uh, Colts. Uh, they're going to continue to um, keep their ball rolling. On the road, they're going to uh, Denver in the best field at mile high to play the Broncos. Uh, Denver's coming off a huge win last week. Colts are coming off a huge win last week. Uh, who do you guys like in this game? Rick, who do you like in this game?
3: I'm going with the coach. Peyton Manning, the best quarterback in the league, hands down. That's my opinion. I don't care what nobody else say about that. Peyton Manning is the one. Peyton Manning is that dude out there.
1: Yeah, I agree. I, I agree with you on that. and we can, That's a good topic for another show, too, because I know I love what Peyton Manning is doing out there. He's at the act of being a quarterback, being an offensive Man. quarterback, being a team leader being everything on the offensive side of the ball. So I agree with you a hundred percent on that point. Now uh, Man Roy, hold I up. They really don't even happen. need
3: a offensive coordinator with no, that boy no, out no, there, man. I think I, I think
1: I've seen Peyton Manning actually get down on on one knee and draw a play up in turf before sometimes that's how bad I Man feel. hold up. He probably
3: did.
1: That's why I think about bad paid Manning is. Now Royce not knowing that you got a soft spot in your heart for Denver. And you always have, even going back to, to when I was just a twinkle in your eye. So you tell me who you like in this game. You like the Colts or you like the Broncos?
2: Are you kidding Kyle Harden against Peyton Manning? You got to go with Peyton Manning. And, you know, I'm not one of those devoted Cowboy fans. I do think, <laughs> I do make decisions with my mind and not my heart. But I got to go with Peyton
3: with <laughs> Hey, Manning. that's just with the, the Redskins, man. come on man I just I can't the Redskins they get nothing man I'm sorry they get it's nothing (laughs) thank you well you know I grew up up hating the
2: Redskins too but I'm (laughs) I'm a Shanahan fan I'm a Donovan McNabb fan so they do have two things in my favor I look at
3: them a little bit different. Well, I like them, too, but if they ever want me to root for them, they need to go play with somebody
1: else. Yeah, and let's and let's go ahead and pick the two games that everyone's going to get a chance to see no matter where you live in the country. That's going to be the Sunday night game with the uh, New York Jets coming off a big, big win against the Patriots, playing another divisional opponent in the 2-0 and Miami Dolphins. I don't know really what the make of this Dolphins team just yet. I saw what they did to Minnesota in Minnesota, I was very impressed by the defense, even more so not for just picking out Brett Favre, which anyone, any defense could do, but for stopping Adrian Peterson six straight times at the goal line to run the ball in. It was huge for me. Uh, so I don't know how to really pick this game. Uh, my heart says the Jets keep rolling. They keep doing what they got to do. But this Miami team, I, I don't know, have you guys seen this Miami team? Royce, what do you think about what Miami's been able to do
2: at 2-0? and Right now I watch Hard Knocks this time around so they can kick anybody's butt. I'm going to uh, take his word for it after what I, I saw from them last week. Sanchez growing up becoming a man.
3: I got
1: you to go with uh You Jets. got your love affair for Sanchez started last week. I do I do forget about that. Right. So you going with the Jets in this game?
2: Oh, of course. Yeah, gotta go
1: with it. Mm, mm-hmm. you like this game shaking out with the Jets going to the South Beach to play the Dolphins.
3: I'm gonna have to go with the Jets too. I'm kinda believing in the hype. You know. I mean, but I, I like the Jets defense. You know, I do think uh Sanchez could play a whole lot better, but I like the Jets defense, you know, and I like I like a coach that's gonna get out there and say something like that about you know, what's going to go on in a football game and expect just players to go out there and back that up. I like that. I'm going with the Jets.
1: Yeah. I'm going to pick the Jets right here, too. Now, I had a hard time picking the Jets, and I'll tell you why, because this Miami team, if y'all remember what they did last season, uh, even, um, even the year before that when they actually, or was it was the last year they actually won the division. But this team here plays hard. They pull out every trick in the book. Um and and I know they're gonna do the same thing against the Jets in Miami, especially being at a home field. And this game the weather could play a factor, it could rain as it always does in in Florida. Uh so this I think is gonna be a really, really good, interesting game, a good game to have on uh Sunday night. Um and then uh Monday night we have um another divisional game. It's gonna be huge. The winner of this game is actually gonna be leading the NFC North, both 2-0 and teams as the Green Bay Packers uh, going into the Soldier field to play the Chicago Bears. Now, this is a good game for, this is a good game to pick right here. This could really make or break your picks right here, this Green Bay and Chicago game. So, uh, Royce, I'm going to give you the floor. I'm going to let you pick this one here. you like the Packers or do you like the Bears? You know,
2: right now I look for the Packers. You know, they were my pick to go to the playoffs. I think Aaron Rodgers is one of the top three or four quarterbacks in the league. Uh, Donald Driver has always been a proven receiver. I got to go with the uh, Green Bay Packers.
1: Rick, who you like in this game? Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna have to
3: go with the Packers too. You know, I don't. I just don't think that Chicago team is really, you know, that good. I know they went out there and. and blasted the Cowboys, you know, in spurts, you know, but they did do enough to win the game. Um, Green Bay, I think, is just a better team. I don't think Aaron Rodgers is that high on the quarterback list, you know, while I do think he's, you know, somewhere in that top-ten area. You know, he is pretty pretty good quarterback. But, you know, they got a solid defense out there, you know, so uh, Green Bay is is going to uh, take that win.
1: Now, this is going to be my upset pick right here. I'm going with the Bears uh, to win a home game, Soldier Field, and go for know
3: Wow. Something about
1: the Bears I saw when they played the Cowboys that I really, really like. I like Brian Lurie. I like her back on the defense. I like what they're doing. And for those, and if you didn't know, Jay Cutler's actually leading the league in quarterback rate right now. So he's really playing a lot better than he played any time last season. And I think Devin Hessler is coming to his own as a receiver. They got Johnny Knox. They got defenses back. They got Matt Forte. And I think they really shocked us all uh, Monday night and beat the Packers. Because I don't think the Packers team was that good of a team, in me. In, we, know in right. opinion.
2: we know right now, I think Aaron Rodgers coming out party was against the Dallas Cowboys when Brett Favre went down. Am I, am I mistaken?
1: That was true. That was true. Yeah, that's true. So you're trying and, to, uh, if you trying
2: to – if you feel that way, then you should be picking the Bears. And you said Jay Cutler had a breakout game and, last week. And, and uh, Jay Cutler had a good game against you all. But as you better know, Jay Cutler is prone to interceptions. And uh, I think that Green Bay defense uh, will probably pick him off or give him pressure. You know, I just see a lot of pressure from the Cowboys when they play Dallas. They had all day to throw. I don't think Green Bay gives them a chance to sit back in their pocket and pick them apart. And uh, I, I'm still going to pick Green Bay. That's my pick.
3: Yeah, I can't disagree with that. It's, it's Green Bay. Without question, Green Bay.
1: Well, I'm going with the Bears, so this could make a break and separate us right
3: here. It would be a surprise to me. Hey, Royce, you go right there, man. It's 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 two on one right there. Yeah, it's the third time now since we had the show. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you you stole my Raiders while ago. I mean, you stole put the Raiders on my list while ago.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, we'll see. It'd it, it be interesting uh, to see how this turns out. But of course, we all very well know. On any given day, on any seven, Sunday, anybody can beat anybody. So, uh, uh, yeah, without question. It could very well be 8-8, eight and eight, you know, and uh, I don't see any one team dominating. So, uh, who knows? So, I went out on a limb picking Cleveland. You know, uh, I could be right, I could be wrong. But, like I said, on any given day, anybody can anyb- beat anybody. We really don't know. We're just kind of guessing. And we know how it's supposed to go, but y'all know how that works. Things don't always go the way you think yeah, they
1: do. That's uh, true. And, then we still, and we still got one more game uh, to pick, the most important game on Sunday, and that's the Dallas-Houston game. This is going to be our tiebreaker game right here. So I need to hear your, predi- your um, predictions for the Dallas-Houston game and also your score prediction as well because we always do this. and I And I, and I lost terribly. I told you I told you, I told the world they were gonna hit thirty four points last week and they didn't get even close to that. Uh, so uh so let me uh let me start it off. I got Dallas beating Houston in Reliance Stadium, uh for a game that's gonna be a pretty high scoring game. I think I think it's gonna come down to I'm gonna give them twenty eight points to twenty one in favor of Dallas. Rick, are you like I know you like the Cowboys, so give me a score, what do you think the scores are gonna be? Yeah, I I'm, you know,
3: I I was pretty close to that and I'm thinking twenty seven to to, to twenty one, you know, but without I question the Cowboys? I think we need to get Royce's opinion on that. Twenty seven seventeen, Houston. Okay I think y'all
2: will choice. so I I think y'all score at least two touchdowns. Not the other three points are seventeen because we I'll kick this year and make one. Uh, then but I like for Houston go twenty seven to seventeen. He Well I got 27 because
3: we get we get four touchdowns and he missed one of the field goals. One of the uh, extra four. I said I said twenty seven to twenty-one because I think the I think the Cowboys will get. Uh, four touchdowns, but I think the um, kicker missed one at an uh, extra point.
2: Are you think they're going to get four touchdowns on kickoff and punt returns? Or you think the offense is going to score?
3: Not, the offense is going to do that. Our defense might even get one.
2: Okay. All right. So two against one
3: again.
1: <laughs> well, don't forget you still got the Texas fan that calls in every Tuesday. I know they're going to call in. Uh, this Tuesday when we get the outcome for the game. So we're looking forward to that. But, yeah, I want to thank uh, Rick. Yo, thank you for coming on, man. You're always welcome on the show, as you know that. Um, and, right on, right uh, on. get your opinion well, all the time, well, have- especially going through the NFL picking games. So I thank you for that, man. Well, I
2: have a question have no for both of y'all for Rick Lee. I have a question for both of y'all for Rick Lee. So, last okay. question. Shoot. Shoot. Yeah, Dallas Cowboys.
3: Lose Sunday, does Wade Phillips keep his job? If the Dallas Cowboys lose Sunday, I think Wade Phillips will keep his job. Ronnie, I, I think
1: Wade, I Shitty. think Wade, Phillips, I, think Wade Phillips, I think Wade Phillips won't be there next year either way it goes. Now, now, Jerry's not the type to pull the trigger during this. He's not the type to pull the trigger during the season. I don't think he'll do that. But stranger things have happened. And like I said before earlier in the show, if if Jerry, if you get uh, Bill Cowell on the phone, Tony Dungy on the phone, John Gruden on the phone, you're far away right away. I'm sorry. It could be an hour before the game. It could be halftime. But get rid of them and bring one of these guys in if they're ready to come in here, and coach. But I don't think any one of those guys uh, come into a team midway or start of a season and try to put anything together. They're one of those guys that got to have a at least a training camp to get everybody familiar with their system. So with that said, I don't think he pulls the trigger if they go 0-3. But I don't think that Wade Phillips will be coaching his team next year regardless of the outcome. That's even with a Super Bowl win. I don't think he would be coaching his team next year. And that's, that's just my opinion.
3: Yeah, I mean, well, what, is, what, what is he going to do? If he fires Wade, then what? Go with Jason Garrett? Jason Garrett, man, just as much to blame as Wade.
2: Okay, does he fire anybody? Kicker? <laughs> no,
3: no I mean, he might make an example out of somebody, fire the special teams coach or something, and then go out and get a kicker. So might do something like that. But, I mean, if he gets rid of Wade, he's getting rid of his defensive coordinator and his head coach. And Jason Garrett's going to have to lead the ship. It would make absolutely no sense for him to do that. You better get Kyle and tell Kyle to chill out for a minute, and I'll give you some money as soon as this year is up. I don't care what happened, but I'll pay you, and you know I'll take care of you. Chill out.
1: Yeah, I think that's what's going to happen. I think I don't think Wade will be here next year regardless of the outcome. If you can let Jimmy go after after winning your two Super Bowls, I know you can let Wade Phillips go after winning your one. Uh, Disappointing you in in your own home stadium Uh, because I think once Jerry has, if Jerry has the, if Jerry ends up watching the Super Bowl and no Cowboys are there in Cowboys Stadium, someone's gonna get fired. I can tell you that right now. Okay, say the
2: Cowboys go below five hundred at the halfway mark. Do you make a quarterback change?
3: Nope, not at all. Jerry Jones loved Tony Romo. Jerry Jones paid that boy some money. Even if Tony Romo was just terrible out there, Jerry Jones wouldn't go back on what he did. You can look at the same situation with Ward Williams. It's not happening. Jerry Jones, and and they love Tony Romo around here. There's no way, absolutely no way. Tony Romo is going to be playing. As long as he's healthy, he's out there. He can average three interceptions a game for the rest of the year.
1: And uh, I, I there's, you, another, there's another type of guy to admit a mistake pretty easily. He's not going to do that. He's not going to admit, a, admit a, risk, a mistake like that, like paying a guy like Romo or Miles Austin or DeMarcus Ware and give up on him like that. He's going to ride with Romo until we can't ride Romo no more. But I think if they do go uh, under 500 or go 500, 8-8, eight eight, then I will hope that he draft a quarterback and get some competition in here in some kind of way because I think, I think he's got to do something.
2: Okay, so if he drafts a quarterback, he's not riding in Romo. And uh, Jerry also likes to win. Don't take for granted that Jerry don't want to win football games. He's not going to be satisfied with losing season or losing ball clip. Oh, he's, he's not. not. I, like, no,
3: I agree with that totally. I agree with that totally. But Jerry Jones wants to win, but he wants to win his way. And he's going to put people in place so he can do it his way. And he's not going to admit mistakes. Everybody know, man. I don't. I don't think that Roy Williams should have been cut. You know, I can't say that. You could if he was going to cut him. This year would have been the best year to do it. I guess with that salary cap situation, this would have been the best year to do that. But you know, he he chose to keep him on the on the on the team. You know, and everybody right. knows it was. Everybody know, uh, Des Bryant. He need to be out there. You need to be out there. We don't need to see Roy Williams uh that much like that. Although Roy Williams has been out there having a pretty nice year so far. He's been catching the balls that's coming his way. He's been doing that. I just don't think he's better than Des Bryant. I believe in the rookie, bro. but no, so you know, let's, uh, let's,
1: let's let's welcome in another uh caller real quick to join the discussion. I know they have an opinion on the cowboys okay. real quick. So let me bring him in real fast uh six oh three seven you're you're live on the r f sports radio show. I know you got a comment about about the cowboys. What's your comment about the cowboys and um, possibly going on three
4: well, I just put you like this man i I agree with the comment that was made that Jerry Jones wants to win his way, and at the end of the day that's what's being displayed man I mean, I can't say he's the world's worst owner. He does give the fans something to root about, but I think he winds up disappointing us more than anything. You know, because we haven't established a go-to receiver yet this year, man, uh, and Whitney is gone, I don't know what to say, man. I mean, if we run the ball for 200 yards or more, we'll win. If not, we're 0-3. Ooh, <laughs> 200?
3: <laughs>
1: That's a lot. I can't. Now, Miles Austin has been playing. Now, don't don't discount what Miles has done on the field. He's been averaging about ten carries, ten to ten catches a game. He's been over a hundred yards in both games too. So, don't discount what Miles Austin is doing on the field. I mean, it, you can't say it's not it's not the offense putting up the numbers, but they're just not getting the touchdowns. And part of that right. reason is the fact that we're not running the ball. We got three good backs, not running the ball. But do you honestly see, Carla, that that this team is going to be zero and three? Are we going to be having a funeral on the Tuesday show for the Cowboys?
4: You, you know, on any given Sunday, man, <laughs> anybody can beat anybody. Huh. But as far as those Cowboys go, man, I, I I can't I can't lean either direction. I've seen nothing that leads me to believe that the team has improved or will improve. I mean, hey, we are playing the, te- the Texans, and I mean, you know, not that they're Super Bowl bound, but mentally I think that they're better than we are right now.
2: You know, why is it that they have all these, Romo has all these numbers, and, 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 and let and come to me, the sideline the sideline numbers, and they're not downfield numbers, and they, they can't put the ball in, in over the goal line? You know uh, that don't mean nothing if you don't score touchdowns. You can throw for five hundred yards and not have any points. So, I mean, uh, you know, this, this is the same
4: thing I said about the Colts a couple of years ago. You know, when when the Patriots just kept smashing them as he was having these All Star seasons. You know, I, I really think Tony Romo, and 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 you can hate me for saying this, but right now he's looking like the Dirk Nowinski of the NFL.
0: <laughs>
3: I agree with that, Hey, call uh Tell us. Tell us what you think about the uh, the Cowboy defense. I know you got some faith in that defense. Come on now. The defense is not the problem,
4: although I would li- like to see better play. You know, from the cornerbacks. You, you know, in my opinion, I, I I think that has has really been the problem. You know, we just get toasted or get beat on critical plays sometimes. But the defense stays on the field too long. You know, I, I that's, that's that's simply put. It.
3: I agree with you. They do stay. They stay out there too long. That goes back to what I was saying earlier about the offense. The offense needs to get out there and, and sustain some drives, man. They need to put some points on the board. And when you put points on the board, it makes it easier. You make another team one dimensional. Now they want to get out there and just pass the ball all the time. We can just pin our ears back and go for it and get some sacks. you know, I think sounds, teams that pick it,
1: sounds, the, it sounds to me like. We got some interesting viewpoints. The Dirk invasive point was, was a good point to make. That is a good equivalent, especially here in the Dallas area, because we do be put a lot of faith in Dirk. Uh, we put Dirk up on a pedestal, but he just ain't came follow through. We put Romo up on a pedestal, and and, I, and I'll be honest about Romo too. I, I don't necessarily. I'm not a I'm not a Romo fan. I'm more of a Cowboy fan than I am a Romo fan. But Romo's our quarterback, and I trust Jerry. Now, I know. I know a lot of people don't like Jerry, but I trust Jerry. And if Jerry's selling it, then I'm buying it. This, this is how I am. I'm just. I'm, just, I'm a Jerry fan. And I think Jerry is one of the best owners that in any pro sport. Because one thing Jerry's going to do, he's going to put the he's going to put the team on the field that can win. That's one thing. He's not
3: scared to spend the money. The man is not scared to spend the money. He will open up his pocketbook for you, man. I like that. let me say this. You say you trust Jerry,
2: but do you trust Tony Romo? I mean, the last couple of years he's let you down. It's okay to trust Jerry, but do you trust Tony Romo? What has he done for you in the last couple of years? He's let you down.
3: I mean, Tony Romo, man, it's, it's, The thing, the thing that Tony Romo does really well, you know, are the same things that's kind of, kind of bad for the team. I mean, let's be honest about it. Romo, in my opinion, is a really, really good quarterback. I think he's top ten easy. I mean, after, and to be honest with you, after you take your, your Mannings and your, your, your uh, Drew Brees and Tom Brady, you know, Romo could fit in there with anybody else. You know, Romo is a really, really good quarterback, but sometimes he get out there and gets a little spotty on the field and he makes a few decisions that he shouldn't make that kind of pin us in a hole
0: sometimes.
3: And that's the problem with that situation. But at the same time, he'll break out of a play, make it one of those uh, uh, playground plays or something like that, and end up getting some big for it. That's why you can't take it away from. Him. I, 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 I disagree. I, I, I have to interject
4: on that. You know, number one, you cannot trust Jerry Jones. Any man that would let Jimmy Johnson go, any man that would hold out on paying Michael Irving. Any man that was wow. fighting a Smith on getting his money, you, wow. you, that, that man doesn't do what it takes to get the team. I mean, you had Randy Moss wanting to come play for us. You, I, I just personally feel like that Jerry Jones is 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 a little bit too intricately involved in every part of the Cowboys uh, playing playing on the field. You know, you you just stay in that box and you let the people that you hire do what they do. You don't come down
3: that's, and destroy. That's a, point, that's a very good point. I agree with you there. I agree with you there totally. You know, I like Jerry Jones, the owner, but I don't like Jerry Jones, the GM. That's the way I look at it.
2: Well, you know what? It's like he has to come down to get the team motivated. Every time he comes down, he's the only one on the sideline I see trying to fire up the team. And let me tell y'all something about Dallas history. They they may bend, they may stop the short pass, but every Cowboy team has been beaten deep. Y'all cannot stop deep threats. That's the Cowboy history. Look at the history of the
3: Cowboys. They can't and stop and, and what does that team. go back to? What does that go back right. to? The cornerbacks. I'm telling you. They're, they're, and, 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 and that's not history. That's not history either because it wasn't like that when we had prime back there. Calm down. When y'all had wrong wheels, y'all got beat. Cowboys cannot stop and <laughs> try to do that. He's <laughs> so right about that. Ron wheels was terrible out there, man. He was good for those first two or three years, man, and after that, it was nothing.
4: Well, there's, there's no true leadership on the field, and, and I don't know who wants to be the true leader. But, you know, if you replace players every year, you never get a chemistry. True, true. Well,
1: that's true too. But but we but I, I'm still confident the Cowboys are going to pull this win out. Call me uh, psychotic. Call me whatever you want. Call me insane. But I think they really make a statement in this game. I think all this all this talk. I think Tuesday we're going to be talking about what they're going to do next because they're going to win this game. They're going to have a statement game against the Texans. Because that's what this team does. This team that's what the team does. They they're good at causing a panic on everybody. And then next thing you know they win really? a big game. Then they win another we game. We just don't know which one game. gonna show up. That's it. That's it. But I think they're gonna show up. I think they I think they know they have to show up this time. I think I think you got players calling players meetings. You got uh Wade Phillips coming on the air today saying he he knows it's a nine one one situation. Everyone knows there's something something's gotta be done. So I think we get their best effort on Sunday, I think we get a W, period. And I hope Jerry comes on the sideline, and stay down there the whole damn game. I hope he does, because ain't nothing like having yeah. the pressure of the person that writes your check in your face. ain't nothing like that kind of pressure. So I hope he come down there and say the whole damn game. I hope he calls some plays, too. Well, that's not what you know, I, mean, I, would I would say the whole game. He
3: ain't going to play the whole game. With we Jerry, he got to make his ball. grand entrance. We I would take a bullet for the Cowboys, but winning. I would not bet the house
4: mortgage on them winning this game.
2: Right. You had, I had a player of the day saying they're not oh, worried. Okay. If you hear the guys laughing in the background. I mean, you know, what kind of attitude is that? yeah, you should be worried. There's something wrong with you. <laughs> yeah, you, you, know, you know, should, should be, be
3: worried It's kind of attitude. You know, I, I, it's, no it's, it's Right. This is and not and a gimme game. The Cowboys got. Cowboys need to go out there and take that game. I just think the Cowboys can do it. But then, you know, I have to be real with y'all. I mean, that's that's both my mind and my heart. You know, I'm gonna always go with the Cowboys in this situation. You know, I just think the Cowboys got. They they, they got too many good players, man. They they one of these days it's gonna click. I just hope it's not too late. And when it click, it's gonna be a wrap. It's gonna be a wrap. I'm telling y'all.
1: It's going to be a good game. I know all of us are going to be watching. The whole world is going to be watching. Uh, we, I, I want to thank everybody for calling in on the show today. That's our time. Now, y'all make sure y'all tune in on Tuesday and Thursdays from 9 to 11, same time, same channel. I want to thank our callers for calling in. Rick, I want to thank you for calling in. Big shout-out to Icebreaker Productions. Y'all check out their uh, radio show, too. There's some partners of ours. Or check out their site, ice Icebreaker Productions. <laughs> Check that out too. But thank y'all for tuning in. We see y'all on Tuesday when the Cowboys win. And uh, go Cowboys. And uh, we signing off from uh, RF Sports Radio Show. See y'all next week.
4: With Lucky Lancelot, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
0: Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen
1: the bride and groom?
4: Sorry. Sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost
1: track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest
0: registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky.
1: Play for free at
4: LuckyLandSlust.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slust, you can get lucky just about anywhere.